Benfica Podcast is one of the founding partners or founding projects of Benfica Independent. Uh, BenficaIndependent.com is a site where you can find tons and tons of content. Our podcast included Brinco do Batista, Benfica FM, along with uh, uh, audio uh, recaps uh, of games, a lot of podcasts about modalidade, if that's your thing and you want to keep up uh, with the modalidade, but you really don't have the time uh, on your schedule to watch the modalidade on BTV, you can now catch the recaps and also modalidade talk on Befigan Pennant, along with a lot of uh, uh, opinion articles, uh, all independent, everyone with their own opinion. There's no agenda between uh, Befigan uh, Pennant the only thing is that we just want what's best uh, for the club. Uh, Benfica Independent is also on Patreon with two levels of support, one at two and one at five. Uh, and I believe the five gets you some uh, free swag. So uh, if you like the content and if you like what's produced on there, uh, please do support us uh, by going to uh, patreon.com backslash Benfica Independent. Ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão do culto. É que a gente quer que é que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. Calma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão para a explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser do Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser do Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Obifica podcast. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. With me, as always, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, this time I didn't get you uh, catching a swig of uh, water. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to the Obifica podcast. I'm privileged once again. I, I hope we're not doing this all over again. And if, <laughs> if it's a repeat, oh, well. Privileged once again. We have a special guest in the house today. We have Mr. Fumasas. Fumasas Sr. The original. The original Fumasas. He joins us here in studio. Zach Torto. <laughs> Zach Torto. Very excited to have him on. Um, Dave, it's unfortunate. He can't be sitting here with us sipping back some São Domingos, but, you know, he says hi. Dave the Oliveira. What's, what's happening, Dave? Is Toronto cold yet? Toronto is cold. The snow is held off uh, for now. Uh, late November and no snow yet. Uh, I think uh, there might be some truth to this global warming that uh, people talk about. But uh, yeah, good to be back on here tonight. Uh, like I uh, may have said in an alternate universe, I feel like it's going to be an episode of me defending my uh, my son, my boy, uh, Seferovic. But uh, somebody's got to do it. Dave. <laughs> I, I want to repeat this because I thought this was kind of funny uh, because you said you were only seven days apart from Seferovic and I said, you've done that much research about the guys, so you know that he's seven days apart. So you guys are like, you, you guys could be brothers, right? I, I, I guess if uh, we were twins, my mother would have had to been in labor for over a, a week there, but, uh, but yeah, we're uh, close in age, eight days uh, apart there. Eight days apart from Seferovic. Uh, thankfully you've been nothing but accurate on our podcast. Uh, so thank you for that. But anyway, we're bringing you today episode number 425 on this week's podcast. Uh, Passo Ferreira recap for the Taça Portugal. Um, 
also Barcelona match day five of the UEFA Champions League. Um, that Benfica traveled to the Camp Nou today to play Barca. Uh, so we'll discuss that. And we'll also look ahead to uh, Bolinsad game that comes up uh, this weekend where that will be Benfica's next domestic challenge. Uh, but anyway, Cristiano, everything good with you? Fantastic, man. I'm just excited. We finally got some Freddies here in the chat. Ugo is here. Ugo. Carlos. That guy's a troublemaker. Carlos, make it. <laughs> Carlos, all reliable. He's always here with us every weekend. That's right. It's Dave, Cristiano, Alfredo, and I all miss reliable Hugo. Carlos. Send Ugo back into the uh, Zach Torta uh, arena there. Studio. He, does, he doesn't have enough money in his bank account <laughs> to be able to buy himself a seat next to us. Nah, I didn't say it. <laughs> Yo, I said it loud. He's, he's listening. I said it loud and clear. What are we talking about here today, guys? Anyway, let's start with the Pas Ferreira game. Uh, uh, oh, that uh, happened? Portuguese Cup game that Benfica traveled. Uh, wait, no, that was at uh, Stade Luz. So Pas Ferreira traveled from the Capital do Móvel to Stade Luz to play Benfica. But you're right. Benfica traveled from Seychelles to Stade Luz. Yeah, that could have been. Or they traveled from the locker room to the pitch, too. No, a lot the, of traveling the, the, going the on Seychelles, there. Seychelles, because they... they, they they meet up as a team and such. You're right. Yeah. They sleep there. Well, you think they sleep there the night before? Fazer o estágio? Yeah. Yeah? I think so. You think so? Yeah. Okay. I know so. Uh, Maybe. Hugo said he was banned from the podcast. Oh, I, we were already giving him too much air time. <laughs> um, yeah. So so anyway, um, Portuguese Cup game coming off of an international break, and those are always, can always be tricky. I'll give you the lineup, and then we'll discuss it. Helton was in goal. Almeida, Vertong, and Morato across the back. Radonich and Grimaldo were the wingbacks. Feigl and Jetson. Rafa, Everton supporting Darwin. Uh, so this was the, the five changes from the, the last game against Braga for Jorge uh, Zouche. And this was actually a first start of Jetson. Uh, with a Benfica jersey this year. Um, I don't know. Not, not much going on this week. Uh, this week, the, in the first half, because obviously coming out of uh, international break, there's always some some rustiness. There's always some that rhythm that you you're missing a little bit. So I thought that Benfica uh, struggled uh, in the first half. They didn't play all that great. They didn't actually they didn't play all that great for most of uh, of the game. Uh, with the exception of the last 15 to 17 minutes. Uh, but, yeah, we, we went down in the 52nd minute, uh, a goal uh, by Paz Ferreira. Uh, and then... Uh, down lineup, down lineup. Já deste o lineup? Já, outra vez. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Where the hell was I? Oh, you did, say, you did say... You did say Jetson's first start. Yeah, Jetson's first start. Yes. My bad. Yeah. I forgot about that. No. I, uh, that was good. Good to see him. It, it was such a uh, such a memorable game, a game that we don't even remember I anymore. Mean, the one thing, I think the one remarkable thing about this game that we'll be talking about for years to come <laughs> <laughs> is the the free kick master. He's back. He hits about one of these a year, so this is it for the rest of the season. He, huh? he, he's hit more than Ronaldo. Now, Ronaldo hits the wall for sure. <laughs> Crazy thing about Ronaldo, talking about today's game, you got – Dell's next to him, and Ronaldo wants to take the free. But that's another story for another day. Uh, but yeah, uh, that, that was that. Look, say what you want. That was a, a bomba. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, free kick by him. It's you know, if he could get a little bit more consistent with these, it, it'd be it'd be a thing, it'd be a beauty to see week in week out. But nonetheless, it was a very important goal, goal that got us right back into the game. And then after that point on, Benfica, Benfica took off running. Would you consider him a, a set piece specialist at this point? 
No. No. If, I mean, we're, if, we're trying to, if we're trying to sell him, let's market him as. A, oh yeah, yeah. If we're trying to sell him, the guy's phenomenal, <laughs> and not just that. Not look, he's a tremendous set piece dude, but he's also a tremendous defender. Don't don't forget that. For selling this guy, right? He's he's the best left. Of, he's yeah. got a nice head of hair, also. Yes. Yeah, I'm not gonna get there. I mean, look, my hair. I can't. I can't be talking about other men's hair. But look, Alfred. All jokes aside, Benfica. I thought. Look, first half, it, it it wasn't the best, but it also wasn't the worst. You know what I mean? So, they they created a couple of opportunities. Goalkeeper came up big. Um, yeah, we've seen the likes of of, of Rafa missing one on ones. We've seen the likes of Darwin missing one on ones, and this is exactly what we got again in this one game. It's 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 what these guys have done more often than not. Uh, we also know that when Rafa's on, he's you know arguably the best player in Portugal, and he's been Benfica's best player all season long. Let's let's not hide that fact. But you know the inconsistency at some point, not being able to put away these opportunities early on when you're supposed to, it's going to cost Benfica. In this game, it didn't cost Benfica. Again, uh, all jokes aside, now uh, Grimaldo stepped up, phenomenal, phenomenal free kick. Alleviated the pressure a little bit, and after that, Benfica seemed to yeah. to put the foot to the pedal. Put what has it go? Put the pedal put to the, the metal. metal. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, all that. And uh, you know, they looked at, like a totally different team from that point. From that moment on. No, there's a couple of key points or or conversational pieces that you could take out of this, right? First of all, you got um, the changes. Pizzi came in for Almeida. Tarab came in for Jetson, and it was the return. Uh, to the four four two for George Zeus men. Uh, then we started creating chances with uh, with guys that that could hold the ball and that could progress on the field. We started uh, we started creating more chances. We started creating positive possession in the final third. And then Grimaldo's goal came. And then we also uh, add Severovic that came in a little bit before Grimaldo's goal. Uh, Severovic who had played for Benfica since August, uh, came back and sure, he made an impact, right? And 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 Barcelona game aside, right? You could say that Seferovic made made an impact, right? He got the he got the goal the go ahead goal off of a feed from Tarapt. And then he fed uh Everton for the the night capper for the four one uh to end the game. So he looked lively. He looked lively. He looked lively. He looked lively. He came in he looked like uh he wanted to play, and, and he looked like a guy that hadn't played ball in a while, and he was trying to get the cobwebs off. Yeah. So credit to him for being ready. Uh, you, you you were talking about the Barcelona. I was I was really trying not to touch on that until we'll, we'll we have that. to. But yeah, I mean, look, Sferovic, at least in this one game against the Moncus and Paso Ferreira, he did what he had to do. Um, and, and credit to him again. He has to come. Um, he's, he's come off the reserve or whatever you want to call it. I don't know what they call the IR, the injury reserve. Late day. What do they call it in Portugal? Lista dos monks, lista dos aleijados. The bulletin board or something like that. The injury. Bulletin clinic. Yeah, clinic bulletin, whatever. He came off of that. And look, he helping Fika. It's a game that we know. Um, we talk so much about it here over the years, how poorly uh we've done we've done in this competition over the last 30 years in terms of winning it so look i, I understand um benfica us benfica fans we live for the big moment we live for these big games but at the same time you have to win these other games to get to where you to where you want to go to get to where you need to be in terms of competing for cups and winning cups and challenging for cups and look this is one of those games and credit to benfica um again not the prettiest the first half, but I thought they created enough chances and, and they did what they had to do in the second half. And Sferovic, man, Sferovic, at least in this one game. Yeah. Um, he was phenomenal. Everton, 
get yeah, on the score that, sheet that's, that's the other. That's where I was going next. Uh, Everton seems to be having a surge in, in form, which is what we hoped that he would have. We were kind of losing our patience with, uh, with Everton in terms of what we saw last season towards the end of the season and now what we've seen earlier this season. We felt that last season when he had that surge that there was his adaptation adaptation period that it was over and that he was going to start this season and it was going to be the Everton we all know, but he has struggled so far up until now. So apparently he had to go on some kind of podcast, Brazilian podcast. How do we know that's all it took? <laughs> we would have invited him here on the Benfica podcast for, you know, for a while. You know how many Benfica back. podcasts have said that about Everton when, when discussing this topic? Uh, but there's, there's only one Benfica podcast. That's true. True. Uh, there's Bifika FM. There's only one Bifika FM. I mean, there's only one podcast. Bifika podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. There's there, there's there's continue to Bifika. There's a bunch of but podcast Bifika. This is it, right? We stole the name, so we got it. So if they want to run off with their naming their own products on YouTube, they yeah. gotta come and see us. Pay us big bucks. So he was on. Uh, he was on a podcast, and apparently on a podcast, he said that he he stays up late to watch uh, to watch Grammy, which was the team that he came from. Um, to watch Grammy, and he, he, he was really let down. And apparently, they got out in the media. He was fined uh, for, I guess, staying up, not, not only staying up late. I don't think he was fine for staying up late, but definitely for going for the- on a podcast without being authorized by Benfica. Um, and <laughs> we all know the, the struggles that we go through to get any official Benfica on the podcast. I mean, I. We've yeah. gotten a couple players, but they were a little bit they were a little bit removed from from Benfica, right? So well, as we far have, we as, CJ far as on. getting as far as getting players on the active roster, it, it's going to be tough. I don't think they allow the players to do so throughout the year. We've seen so much now with 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 uh, Everton. He got fined, I believe. Um, yeah, they lit a fire up under about. his ass. So I know that's what we're talking about. I'm just saying. So due to the fact that they're finding players, I doubt that these guys are going to appear yeah. on our podcast. Hey, look, I, I think what we should shoot for is Freddie Adu, Zach Dorto. <laughs> yeah, you we know, we got Aguiar. Aguiar. Fernando Aguiar. We need to get him on. About, look, we want to get a Steve, We want to get a, a, a active player. They're great. The best defender in the world, according to my boy. Neil. Neil. From from Canada, <laughs> according to my man, yo Neil, I love you, bro. Uh, according to my boy Neil, the best defender in the world, the guy who started Benfica today, lights out. He's playing at Moodiness. I'm not sure he's starting, but uh, you know, he could definitely start at Benfica. We maybe we can get that guy on the podcast. What do you think, Neil? Uh, Stephen Vittorio. Yeah. What did I, what did I say? You never said his name. You never so. said. You left us in suspense. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alfredo, I've often said here on the podcast, you completely – there it is. See, you picked me up right away. Yeah, no, uh, and, and as I was – we got off on a tangent, but I was uh, – but I, as I was saying, Everton seems to have a, be having a, a resurgence. A resurgence. Uh, Michael Machado says, talking about the pastor game, Radonjic – Radonich shouldn't be playing wing back. Can't have a def- can't have defensive responsibilities. I agree. These are guys that are trying to get adapted. And after the 17 right backs that we have, and they're all injured, I think this was the next guy, was the next guy op- uh, the next option for the position. So I, I, I get that, man. And um, you you went out injured actually, and uh, at the end of the first half, Rad- Radonich went. 
I like what he brings, though. That speed, like Chris he's always says. He's got speed. He's got the explosiveness of the first step. can't teach speed. Can't teach speed. So he brings something there. And if we want to talk about defensive uh, responsibilities, then no look, uh, don't look farther than the left wing back uh, position because Grimaldo's not that uh, great with his defensive responsibilities either. But that's why we kind of have those uh, three center back guys uh, to tie up the uh, defensive uh, responsibilities. But, but you do know. Who is a great defender? Steven Vitoria. Capitão, Andre Almeida played his first game as center back against oh, Ferreira. His, oh, that's right. This first played game. Was, okay. Well, I don't know if it was his first, but at least this season, I believe it's his first game as center back. Um, you know, just sharpening his skills because he's got what it takes to stop the you know the great superstars in the, the game oh, a couple of days later against Barcelona. So JJ always pushing the right buttons. What can I say? Yeah. It's another experiment, but I think that it takes a lot for a guy to be adapted to uh, to a fullback position because you got to have those defensive skills. You got to have that in, that defensive instinct, uh, and I I think that it can't all be going forward. Even though that a lot of the, the teams that we play in the Liga B win, you yeah, really don't need fullbacks. But let's be fair. Let's be fair. Look, I, be I'm fair. Be fair. I, I was okay with, with JJ playing the the three four three and the whole nine when. When Verissimo was healthy, and and I get it. You signed them from Santos in January. You already had Vertonghen. You had Otamendi. You, the guy wasn't coming here to sit the bench, or you'd have to sit one of the other two veterans. I, so I understand the move, and, you know, he was loyal to his guys, and he had to squeeze these guys all into the lineup. So I was okay with the 3-4-3, 3-5-2, whatever you want to call it at the time. Now, with Verissimo's injury, I, I just don't understand why he's still insisting on a three-center back formation especially when you've had the the difficulties you know with, with with all of a sudden it just seems like everyone that plays right wing back picks up an injury <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just some some bad juju or whatever it is but these guys are all struggling the only one that seems to stay healthy is my boy Gilberto Carlos the pretty Gilberto boy Gilberto Carlos Oh, he looked but, like he was struggling today. He was sucking in. Uh, it's better. Don't get it better. Don't put the, <laughs> don't, don't get ahead don't of the carriage ahead of the horse. But I we'll get to there. But um, yeah, I just I just I'm surprised he hasn't he hasn't you know reverted back to a to a traditional all you know old school four four two. Get another midfielder in the in 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 the middle of the park and even another forward. I would say even another guy to. Retract the the wing the wingers a little bit more. See the only and put problem, like a supporting guy behind Yermchuk. See yes, but the only problem with that, right? And I kind of and I've actually bitched about this uh, this over the last couple of podcasts and spoke to Hugo today about this this same thing. And I've, I think I've told you this over and over: the lack of creativity. And if you do revert back to a four four two, and you're gonna play Yarmchuk, who's the second guy you're gonna play? I mean, the only guy realistically, Beatsy. That's why he took towards out of That's my where you were going? Peasy. I mean, but I don't think he's going to insist on Peasy going forward. My boy Trap could play there, but it just seems like they're fading him out. You need a spot to play Darwin, right? So you basically have the same exact lineup out there now. <laughs> yeah. No, With I, Rafa I don't at know. right mid, you'd have Rafa right mid, Everton at left mid, the two guys in the middle. And then you'd have Darwin and Yarmchuk, which is kind of like what you have now, except the only option is instead of having, you know, a traditional right back playing that old school style, you got the guy doing the whole corridor. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Yeah, no, I, I, I would uh, I would 
I would see you with good eyes going back to four four two. I I would just due to the fact that look, all of a sudden, think about this, and, and we'll, we'll get there. But we had a game where Taça de Portugal against Passo Ferreira. All right, Andre Almeida playing center back. All right, fine. But then we went to the Camp Nou with Andre Almeida as center back. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to play Pas Freire, and it's another thing to be playing Barcelona. I understand it's not the, the old-school Barcelona, but still, it, it just shows that Benfica has absolutely no confidence in the Ferros of the world. Morato, I don't understand, you know, what's what, what's been behind the decision to all of a sudden not use him as much as you thought he'd be used due to the fact that Verissimo got hurt. You figure well, you get a lot more playing time I, now. I think the problem with Murato is that Murato likes that left center back position. And usually what J, JJ prefers Otamendi in the middle rather than Vertonghen. Yes. So if Vertonghen has to slide to the left, that leaves Murato out. Bro, I think that's thing, the reasoning the behind one, it. You're lefty, right? Yeah. All right. The one thing I never understood about you, you, you knucklehead lefties why is it that a righty could play on the left side? All right, you've you've seen plenty of right backs, a, a right foot of right footed fullbacks playing left back, right? But you never see a lefty play on the right side. You know, attacking is different because they cut in yada yada yada. I'm talking about on defense. Why don't you ever see a lefty play on the opposite side? You guys are really that uncoordinated. It's um, it's it's your natural uh instinct to open your your it body but what about to the right left so so same you're, thing with the so it's kind of like the right i i i compare i compare the the lefties playing on the right side i compare it to spanish people and portuguese people portuguese people because so, oh yeah man i got to solve it can you speak spanish <laughs> but the spanish people can't speak portuguese have you noticed it's kind of like the same thing no, left backs can't play on the right side I, I just think that when you have a dominant foot and you're not ambidextrous that you're your natural body movement, you kind of open your body to your dominant foot and you always tend to pass to your dominant side, See, which is your left. I get that. But but the same argument you made about the lefties, you can make about the righties. But yeah, we adapt. But I, I've seen a lot of righties uh, struggle on the left. Yeah, having they, to switch, having to switch feet. That's called they're not good players. <laughs> 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 but was uh, that one fullback we had, one of the Tavares would uh, they would we played it right back, right and he scored a golazo against Sporting. He's he's now he's now the starting fullback at the Great All Arsenal Gunners Club. He go he goes from eight to eighty and and Arsenal. He goes from having an awesome game. He had a great assist the other day. And then he had Chelsea, an, he assisted, Chelsea, but it was the wrong team. You assisted? Uh, no, it wasn't Chelsea. It wasn't Man City. Man, Man was it Man, yeah, Man City? You, you assisted, or Liverpool, uh, Liverpool, 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 Liverpool. 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 Yeah, you assisted Jota. My man saw he red. was showing up for uh, for, for Fernando Santos. He said, "Here, look, I could pass to Jota, no problem, no no look, even look look how he did it." Hey, listen, I just I got a message sent out. Bruno Barros, our our producer, stop texting me about about this youth league game, bro. I don't I don't care. Thank you. <laughs> right. No, any, anyway, um, important win for Benfica at Pas, uh, against Pasfredo. Move on to to the next round. Obviously, the Jamor has has been um, something that we the second biggest objective in the season for Benfica. So a presence at Jamor, and even though we don't know if we're going to be playing at Jamor this uh, this year or not. But certainly a, a presence in Jamur is always something that we aim for. Dave, what are the numbers you have on this game so we can move on? Yes, uh, the free kick specialist, Grimaldo. <laughs> that was his fifth goal uh, scored from a direct free kick in his uh, career. So 
put that uh, on his uh, fifth, football manager to fifth goal fifth. in how many years? Wait, wait, that's not counting the one in preseason against Juventus, right? No, oh. no, that's not the America, that America one. No. You got to count that one. That was a beauty too. Okay. Yeah, hey. we won a trophy. We won the trophy, so it's got to count for something, right? Just want to say once again hello to all the Freddies in the chat. Raining Entertainment. By the way, man, you got to change that name, bro. <laughs> Why? That, okay, that's his trademark, that, that's bro. That's a trademark. Trademark. Tomada Camisolas. Uh, I've read about this, some sort of science. The lefties can't play on the right. It's my old professor, Christian. I, I know about all these stuff. I got all this useless information in my head. You, you read science? Yeah, there's like there's some science behind that, that lefties can only think about left. They can adapt. It's possible. Uh, it's a lot easier to make a pass to your dominant side than to go across your body. And I would I'm just I'm, talking from I, my point of view. I'm with you, but all the arguments you're making could be set for a right footed too. Yeah. <laughs> let's but not offend uh, let's not offend the lefties and the righties. I know there's a lot of uh talk uh, Twitter talk about the left the left side and the right side. Hey, so let's not, Bob, uh... We're keeping it the football. <laughs> put your put your ball. Look, Patrick's saw what is it? Patrick Sawdust. <laughs> Swalford. He's Swalford. from Louisiana. We got, we got, we got, you know, loyal Freddies from all over the world. I love, it. I love. This is my favorite thing. My f- most entertaining thing is, here is the the the, the Freddies. Rainy is, you call one of your buddies. Oh, never mind. Is who you call for one of your buddies' bicycle <laughs> party? Raining entertainment. Who's this? This is uh, Nani uh, Hernani. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy chipping down, Hernani. No, it's no, definitely it's not, not Hernani. Definitely not Hernani. Uh, going no, ra- raining entertainment. That sounds like fun, man. That's <laughs> and Hugo. Hugo's calling you out. I guess. I guess because I know it wasn't me. You said that uh, Otamendi's a liability. Who so did? Hugo's one of you guys. I didn't ever. I never said that. We were actually nope, we Otamendi vulnerable. He's been the best Benfica signing in years. We need more Otamendi type of signings. That's. That's Hugo's contribution to the pod. Thanks, you can turn it off now. Go to sleep. Maybe that maybe that's why he was banned from the st- the studio. No, Anyways, but I, look, I, I, was in, I was in the middle of my stats here. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, you were. <laughs> but uh, Rafa's uh, now Benfica's top goal scorer this season with uh, nine goals scored, and uh, Seferovic uh, has scored his seventieth career goal for uh, Benfica. Sixteen of those coming uh, from the bench. And uh, his first goal since uh, June 28th, where he scored uh, a brace against France in the, uh, the yeah. Euro Cup. The so. thing that saddens me the most about Seferovic is when you look at that goal tally that he's had in his Benfica career, and you see the other names that are in the same plateau of goals. I mean, guys that have nothing to do with Seferovic in terms of their ability and what they meant for Benfica. But hey. So it's a new day. Yeah, but look, I mean, you could say the same thing about PZ when you, in terms of <laughs> that's midfielders. Right. And then again, we can keep adding. In terms of titles, you can say Andre Almeida is one of the he's he's one of three. Right? You you're right. He's what was the three? No, four. four. What's what's that what's that one called? Tetra. Tetra. He's one of Tetra. Tetra. Right? There, I mean, so when you in terms of guys that are on this team that got historical numbers behind them, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, PZ, Sferovic, say what you want. It Sferovic is like a roller coaster. One year, he's a bye. And then one year, one game, one game, in the next uh, game. Look, the guy scores he scored 30 goals last year. He led Benfica in goals, but the year before, I don't think he was really good. So like he's up and down. Like every other year. So if he scored what? He scored like 20 last year, right? 
the, came in second. The thing goals. with uh, Seferovic is No, he was side with Porro. Not Porro, Pot. Yeah. The thing with Seferovic is that when you look at his numbers that what he finished off for the season, you will never know, unless you watched every game, how many opportunities he actually missed to get those 30 goals for the season. Incredible. The ra- What do you think the ratio is, Cristiano? What? For how many misses per goal? Uh, I mean, one again, for every five, one seven, yeah, one ten. Look, look, I think you guys aren't fair with him. But I've said this to you. But, Not but, fair with Seferovic? Yeah, I think you guys aren't fair. Look, the problem with Seferovic is when he misses, bro, he's not I'm, even like, – like my man, like square on him. He's nowhere near. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my – it's disastrous. Because then you look at the opportunities that Rafa gets. You look at the opportunities that Darwin – I mean, I bet you over the last two years, well, year and a half, Darwin's missed more opportunities than Sferovic, but they're not talked about as much because Sferovic will miss what we see, you know, the sitters of all the mother load of sitters, right? <laughs> We'll get into that, but that stands out. But what about the eight chances that Darwin just missed in order to score one? Like, it, well, that, I, I think you're. Unfair I, I don't think that. that Darwin. I I I get that, but I don't think that Darwin even has the feet to set himself up to have a nice finish. But he gets to that <laughs> point, though. But he gets because of his pillar, uh, because of his speed, his ability to to beat defenders. One on one physically, um, I think those are the only strong suits um, that he has. But whatever, he uses those that ability to 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 to, to his you know the best of his uh, advantage. But dude, the guy misses chance after chance after chance. Where Sferovic will get half of the chances he gets, converts two, but the other two is like, dude, come on, dude. I mean, yeah. it's atrocious, atrocious misses. So again, I've I've told you this last year, and I and I and I you know, and I'll keep saying it over and over. Just guys, you know, Freddie's check out last year's podcast, and you'll see. Um, I, I always felt that he got a little bit of you know unfair treatment by the fans because he does at the end of the day, as bad as he might have been, as many chances as he might have uh, missed last season, he still finished with what twenty two get goals in the league last year, Dave. I think twenty one, twenty two. You know, he was still right there. I mean, say what you want. What about the other guy? 26 no, overall. Not in the league, though. I'm talking about league goals. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah he finished second behind Pot, yeah. and I think Pot beat him last game, 23. Last game, he scored like two or three goals. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, again, as bad as he's been at times, as bad as he's been, he's still leading your team in goals. So, what's that say about the other guys? So, I mean, let's just try to – look, <laughs> we need to support this guy, especially – over the next couple of weeks because it's, it's going to be rough on the dude mentally and, you know. It's uh, rough, man. But Sferovic is not a superstar. Um, he but he doesn't be... get paid to be the superstar either, right? Yeah, but when you're starting at Benfica, people expect. Yeah, but to, I, they, I... They hold you to a higher standard. And then the problem is that he's not Portuguese and, you know, some of these guys, I feel some of these guys get – get that unfair treatment by the fan base because they're not Portuguese and they want to see their own kids get promoted. And so they start holding them to a higher standard because even those kids, when they get an opportunity, you see them shanking, but yet people are a lot more, Dave, you've seen it in other American sports and whatever. It seems that fan bases are more patient, tolerant, tolerating towards their own homegrown than they are from the ones on the outside. And Svetovic, unfortunately, 
falls into that category. A lot of people were upset that Benfica made the choice to to keep him over uh, Mitroglou, for example. Right. And stuff. And so it, it's it's unfortunate, but people don't know how to just get over certain things. And you know, you, you see the Darwins of the world missing chance after chance. You see Gonzalo Ramos obviously doesn't get the same amount of minutes, but you've seen him miss some stuff in front of goal. But yet they don't get that backlash for some reason, whereas Fedovic does. And I, I think it's unfair. Yeah, the tolerance level is certainly it, it. You can almost say it's a double standard, really, um, for the for the guys like Seferovic and, and Darwin as opposed to Gonzalo Ramos or any other kids that come up. Um, but really, I understand what Dave was saying in terms of he doesn't he doesn't have the the star statue or status that uh that both Dar Darwin for for the money that we spent on him and obviously Yaramchuk uh comes highly touted even though he hasn't been able to do anything but I think that he's I think he, Yaramchuk is a victim of the of the system that he he plays in but anyway let's move on now to uh since we've been talking about uh Seferovic already uh let's uh let's move on to uh to the Barca game uh, but if he could travel to Camp Nou to match day five, um, still holding their destiny in their hands. Uh, obviously, for the first time that the two teams uh, met, Befica won, was it 3-0? Uh, surprising 3-0 at Stadio Luz. Uh, a Barca team that was led by uh, Ronald Koeman at the time. Uh, they have since sacked him. They brought back an old legend from the club, uh, Xavi Hernandez, who has now taken over. It was a second game uh, in charge of Barcelona. And we, I think we, we start to see a little bit of difference. I think that definitely the locker room is a little bit more united around him um, than they were with Koeman. Uh, and I think that we're starting to see something. Look, um, I'll give you the lineup and then we'll discuss the game. Um, but uh, Vlakodimus in goal, Almeida, Otamendi, Vertonghen, uh, Gilberto uh, and Grimaldo on the sides, Weigl, Jomario, Rafa and Everton behind Jaramchuk. Cristiano, were you surprised that Yaramchuk got the start instead of Darwin? I was. I, I don't think it made a lot of sense um, because I thought Benfica was going to have to defend a lot today. As you mentioned, with Xavi as a coach, you start seeing – I know it was one game prior, but you start seeing – if you watch that game, you saw that the team held a lot more possession. They, they you know, got back, you know, a lot of that – Tiki Taka, that we that identity that they had in years uh, previous under Pep Guardiola, and you t you can tell he's going to try to implement similar uh, similar uh, system style, and so I thought Benfica is going to have to defend, is going to have to chase the ball a lot. I I've I've told you guys here on a podcast, and I'll say it over and over. I, I I'm still not ready to. I mean, not ready. I shouldn't even say that. Whatever. I'm still I'm still a Yarmchuk fan. Okay, but I think you have to 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 understand the type of players that you're acquiring. You have to understand the system that you're going to play in order to get these guys to be successful. And, and Yarmchuk is a guy that needs service into the box. He's not a guy that's not a very agile guy. He's not a guy that's going to sit up there and press all day. He's a guy that if he's not getting the ball in the box, he's really not going to do anything else for you. So why play him in a game like this when you knew you're going to have to sit back and press all day long in the fence and try to catch Barcelona on the counter because you knew they were going to have the ball for 60, 65% of the time. I just didn't think it was smart on JJ's part. That being said, with the addition of Rafa and then Yarmchuk hoping to to get an opportunity to to to, to get on a scoreline, I think maybe, and again, I don't like it, but whatever, I kind of, I, I think what he was trying to do is um, tire out the Barcelona defense, let Rafa come yeah. in, apply the pressure, B 
beat a, the speedster up and down the field and then bring in a Darwin um, in the second half when these guys are a little bit more more exhausted and then have him take advantage of that and use his physicality. Unfortunately, the Darwin that we saw today was nowhere near the Darwin we saw at the start of the lose. It looked like a totally different player. He couldn't get his feet from under him. He was, he was, he was fighting himself. He wasn't even fighting the adversary. It just it looked like a totally different Darwin than what we've seen lately. And so uh, very unfortunate. But I, I, I did think that J.J. Uh, got that wrong from the start. Yeah. No, I, and that's and funny that you're saying that because as I'm watching the game now before I, I came over, uh, I was telling my dad that the fact that, you know, maybe the logic behind it was that to take advantage of the Barca defense with Darwin now with the explosiveness and also also feeling that Barca would come forward. And then it was raining. Barca the ball, the, the pitch was going to be heavy. The ball is going right. to be heavy. Well, the, can't even say the ball is going to be heavy now because now they switch balls. Back in the days when we played, the ball got heavy. Yeah, synthetic. Uh, but at least the field, the field was going to be heavy, right, because of all yeah. the rain. And so – you figure, and I can look. I, I see what he's thinking. These guys are gonna get exhausted. The legs are gonna get heavy. They're gonna get tired. Bring in this freaking beast from the sideline to come in and attack these guys head on. And it's just today. It was just unfortunate to see that 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 Darwin that showed up today. This is not the Darwin that his agent uh, has been touting over the last two weeks. That all the big clubs yeah. are interested. I mean, if this was one of those show me moments, this is not one of those moments you want to throw in, in your highlight reels. I mean, absolutely not. It's not not a very good performance on his part. But no, again, look. Well, at least JJ almost got it right. At least he didn't screw up that counter. That, that he almost did, but you seen that? See <laughs> yeah. how close he passed it. I, I, it was under the Barca's uh, the Barca player's leg. Dave, I'm gonna help you out. Dave, I'm gonna help you out because you want to defend your son on this. I think. That that pass caught Sferovic off guard because I think Sferovic thought it was going to be intercepted. This Sferovic's here. Oh my! Hey! Hey! Oh! Oh! Shit! Oh! Oh! I'm telling you, I think it was something like that because Darwin. Because I and I'll be. I'll let you go. But as soon as I saw that two on one, I swear on my life, ladies and gentlemen, Freddy's. If you watch, you see I got my hands up and he, I swear, the first thought that came to my mind was, "Watch, he's going to fuck this up. He's going to pass it to the defender." I swear. And then he almost did, but he didn't. So credit to him. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, but I, as I'm watching that and thinking about the, the counterattacks that he's led and that he's screwed up because he's either not made the pass correctly or he's missed the timing on a pass, I was like, please don't F this up. Please don't F this up. And he, and he was able to pass it, and the Barcelona player almost intercepted. It went under his back leg as he's, as he's running forward. And then Sefarovic, I'm like, I thought he was going to shoot it. I thought it took a lot of balls for him to, to, to try to chip Ter Stegen. And then once he chipped Ter Stegen, I was like, man, this is it in was the back. A dud. And then- <laughs> he chipped it was a dud. Like, like oh, shit. <laughs> it chipped it. It hit his head. It was a dud. And it fell uh, to him. And I don't know if the fact that it fell, that it hit his head, it kind of, Threw off the 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 direction of the. You guys are being of, too nice. I don't know, man. I, I'm just trying to find. Bro, answers. it was like. But I, I I'm curious to 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 know how many put how many people put their their foot through the through the TV because I remember 
I, I was at work, and obviously this was already past the. Uh, this is gonna five. be one of those moments because you just made me laugh. You're like I remember, it's gonna be thirty years from now. I remember because like every no, tragic I, thing in I life, was... you remember exactly where you were and where you're at. Like you know, nine eleven. <laughs> well, I'll never forget. And this is gonna be one of these. Where were you when Severovic had that? I still remember like it was yesterday. I was wearing brown shoes, <laughs> white socks, yellow pants, and yo. Sferovic missed that. I remember like it was yesterday. It's going to be one of those stories going to tell you kids in 30 it's, years. It's no, it, an infamy it, that, uh, that it was. Mr. It was. It was. And then JJ on his knees. That that's yeah. That, that, that's, 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 that's never. No, that's but this one was worse. Look. The other one's just on his knees. This one is on his knees and I mean, and he was on all fours. Know, he was he was praying yeah, out loud. I don't know. He was doing hey, something. Which is not, but which is cool. But I don't know if he was facing the sun though. <laughs> no, it was no sun. It was raining. But still, you have to face the sun. Oh no! But what happened was. I was at work and obviously I had the, the game streaming on, on a tablet and I was kind of just side eyeing it from time to time. And I remember catching that and I saw the whole thing develop, the counterattack, the passive Seferovic, the Seferovic chip of the goalie. And then I was like, I was thinking to myself, this this is going to be in. This is going to be in. And then he misses that. And I just, all I said was, for this, like loud in the office. <laughs> I don't know if anybody heard me. The only one in the office at that There was there was a couple of people in the office, but when uh, he chipped them, I, I swear, when he chipped them, I'm like, oh my god! And then, oh my god, it got through. But then obviously she's the ball just died. I'm like, what the? And then you see him shot. I'm like, okay, it's in. And I'm like, ah. Did he really shoot? The, I mean, you, Dave, you would Dave. think the chip is the hardest part. He got that right. Yeah, so it, it's smooth sailing from there. Did, did he? How? I mean. He was squaring him. How did he miss the whole goal? I don't understand. He tried to. He I tried feel to sell it for the guy because this is a moment. I, I do. That's, I yeah, feel bad. If, I if, feel if, if 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 in the next in the next match day, Benfica doesn't find a way to win, or or forget Benfica winning. Benfica winning. If if Barca doesn't get tripped up in in Bayern, which I, I'm 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 a little preoccupied because Bayern's got nothing to play for. Probably gonna play all their youngsters. I understand their youngsters are still a lot better than than probably Benfica starting eleven, uh, but. Still, it's not going to be most likely not going to be their strongest eleven. So, it things can get difficult here if Benfica doesn't advance, and th- this is going to be over his head for a while. It, yeah, I, mean, I don't know it, if you guys uh, heard, but there's a big surge in uh, Germany with COVID. So, Bayern's got to play the game behind closed doors uh, against yeah. Barcelona mm-hmm. as well. Yep. So, which might play in Barca's fa- uh, favor, obviously, because the atmosphere is not there. Um, but, uh, but you, I agree with Boris, man. Um, as a player, when you miss something like that in a game of this magnitude, that sticks with you. He's got a sleepless night ahead of him for sure. No, man. but I think what Boris is referring to is his children. He's, isn't he having any popping children left <laughs> right? He's not sleeping right. That's what he means. He ain't getting enough sleep. He's not, he's not missing that hole for sure. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I, we don't know that. <laughs> You don't know how many chances it took. Call me. Yeah. Call me. Guys, Maybe it's that. the same uh, efficiency rate uh, that he has for goal, too. Right? I'm make, probably, probably hitting the belly button all the time. You never know. <laughs> he finally got it right. No, but, uh, you know. But I thought that after their initial, from, from the beginning of the game, after their initial push from, from Barca, I thought that Benfica kind of evened out the game in the last third of the first half. And I thought that Benfica went into the locker room uh on a on a high note um and and i think that uh that i think that that suited the team well and that helped the confidence in the second half we we come out 
Uh, we make some substitutions in the 59th minute. Uh, Darwin for Yaramchuk, Tarap for Jo Mario, uh, Pizzi, uh, and uh, Lazaro also came in, but that was in the 70th minute. But I got to be honest with you, Cristiano, and, and I know that at least I do. We hammer a lot on, on JJ. And I thought that JJ, in terms of the timing of his substitutions and his read of what the game needed, I thought he was perfect today because he realized when when Everton and Rafa were tired, he made that substitution when he needed. I think that the the Darwin for Yaramchuk, as you mentioned, kind of falls in that game plan of the defense is tired. Let's hit him up with some speed now. Um, and then and then I think that the Lazaru, especially that Lazaru uh, substitution, because Dembele was 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 running around circles in Grimaldo. Uh, so he lowered Lazaru on the field to to left back and he pushed Grimaldo a little forward. Uh and Lazaru to his credit was able to sh- to to shut down Dembele. All right. So I think it I did he did well. Yeah. Two things. One I would have liked to seen to have seen Rafa and Darwin on the field at the same time, applying the same type of pressure, using their speed. And I get it, Dar- that Rafa might have been a little bit exhausted, but I, again, I still would have liked to see those two on the field at the same time. Then the other one, which was, you're right with the substitution with Lazaro. Well, think about this: you got a guy that's not a natural defender taking on the beast like Dembele, who was just over there with his dancing shoes. And look, credit to him, he did well enough, and Benfica I think played a good enough defensive. Team, like you know, how do you how do you do team defense, right? They did enough to 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 stifle them. But that being said, I had a problem with JJ substitution of which one Grimaldo for who was it? Ferovic. Ferovic. I had that. I had a problem. Why? Because, and I'll explain to you why. Go ahead. Because once you did that, right? If you saw, like again, you made that substitution, bringing in Lazaro, Lazaro to to handle. Who at the time was the most dangerous player on the field? So, I mean, look, say what you want about Dembele. He, he came on, and as I stated before, my man was dancing with everybody. Um, and when you made that substitution to clog up that hole and try to be, you know, a lot more fresher defensively and physical, because Lazaro's more physical than Grimaldo. But then once you did that, and you took out Grimaldo and you inserted Sferovic up top, and then you kind of had. Um, Darwin playing that role of tracking back and being the on, guy that's the going left, yeah. to help the Lazaro, who's going again, as I stated before, is not a natural defender, who's going to probably struggle at times with Dembele. So he was the guy that was, and he did on a couple of occasions. One particularly, he came back. My man must have been running 100 miles an hour, he got into the box, and he was able to get his foot on the Dembele cross, whatever, whatever. But there was a lot of other times that I thought that Darwin wasn't doing the necessary tracking back. To help out Lazaro, go watch, go watch the game. You see, there's instances there where he's walking and he's not in position to help him out, and it left Lazaro in a lot of one-on-ones, right? And I just thought it was counterproductive. I thought I just again, me, if you're going to make that substitution, if you want to impact that side of the that side of the defense because of this guy, how dangerous he is, you have to give me someone who's a little bit more disciplined than a Darwin is. Watch the game again after I told you this and then tell me if I'm wrong. Pay attention to that, and you'll see unless, if I'm wrong. Unless JJ's thinking is he's trying to hit Barca with the, the counterattack. One thing we're, we're forgetting to uh, mention here, Grimaldo is also on the, uh, on the, the yellow, yellow card, card too. Yeah. No, no, Which, but, but, but Dave, Dave, I'm not saying not to take out Grimaldo. Pay attention. I never said you shouldn't have taken – I get why he took him out. The dude was – look, he's playing – 
back on a, on, on a club that he was formed in, right? The pressure. He's probably got family and He's probably trying a little bit harder. He's exhausted. If we stated before, it was raining. It was a heavy pitch. Yada, fine. I'm not saying Grimaldo shouldn't have come off. I didn't like the move of bringing out Grimaldo for in it, with with basically a like for like replacement at the time, which was not a like for like, but the, the his, his direct replacement, which was Darwin to play in that defensive role. I didn't like that move. Yeah, not the not the taking out Grimaldo. You get what I'm saying, Dave? It's yeah. just when you take out a guy that's 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 got a a, a presence, a defensive presence for a guy that's not going to give me that effort. I just think it's counterproductive. Who, who, yeah. I'm just looking at the other subs here. Who would you have put in that position? You got Mete on on the bench. You got Jetson there. Uh, Gonzalo Ramos as well, and you got Seferovic is is who else could have brought on. You could have better look. I, I mean, I'll go. I'll go off here's on the here's here. the way I'll, I'll explain it. To me, I like the substitution because it showed intent that Bifiga wanted to win the game. Now, if you're just putting a guy in just to plug a hole defensively, that shows you that you don't want to win that game. So I understood the move. JJ wanted to win the game, but he felt that he had the options and he had. He had something that he could have won the game. But when you're bringing a midfielder to play that defensive role, guy that's not a natural defender, it I, again, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. I just I didn't understand. I didn't like it. I didn't look. I would have brought in the Jetson. I would have. I look to be honest. But what if Jetson offered just the de- defense? That's it. But but Jetson has the has the ability to spring. So it then we're fine with the zero well. zero score line. Right. But that's what we got anyway. No, but yes. but it says a lot about the intent was that we wanted to win the game. I, I get what you're saying, but once you make that change defensively, right? You you're telling me you you I had to bring on the fresh guy because the guys on the field right now are not going to be able to handle this guy one on one, right? And right. you didn't bring a natural left. Uh, forget a left. You didn't bring a natural defender to, for that assignment. You get what I'm saying? Well, Lazaro is a is a natural left back. Lazaro, what yeah. if he could play left back and right not, back? Dude, the guy's been a midfielder most of no, his career. No, he hasn't. Yes, he is. He's a midfielder. He no, plays a he's wing not. back. Dave, he's a, he's a wing. He's, first of all, he's a righty. He's not even on the left. He could play left and left fullback and and right fullback. I, I just left hope the football manager has him on down the wings on both uh, both sides, left and right. But I, I think Chris is a little bit right, more right there. He brings more. Uh, uh, he was more of an attacking uh, player than he was uh, a defender. He did a lot. I, I'm telling you, he did very well to shut down their belly. Yeah, he did. I'm not going to disagree. I'm not going to disagree with uh, with that point there. You basically, by putting Darwin in that position, you basically left you Lazaro one-on-one with Dembele. That's what you did. I didn't like that. What you was, I don't know. I thought he was doing okay at the time. He was with help. Yeah, I, there, there was a couple times that uh, Grimaldo came and doubled them up. Not just I get Grimaldo, it. but even Darwin on two occasions that I remember. What, but again, watch the game. When you watch it again, just watch from that point on what, the, the, the 25 minutes or whatever it was that, that Lazar was And then you just pay attention to Darwin and then tell me if I'm On the next podcast, we could we could come back to this right. conversation. You can tell me if, I, if you see what I was talking about or not. I just thought you left them there to, to dry a little bit. And I didn't like that because, again, you're making that specific move and then you're backing away from that specific move. Are we having this conversation if Seferovic puts that in the net, though? No. No, I still would have told you I didn't like the move. Why? So, like, I would have liked to move Seferovic scores? 
No, but it, it, it certainly played into the plan. The plan was to win the game. Um, okay, but you still sometimes you get positive results on on occasions and 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 decisions that weren't the smartest. And look, it worked out, but again, it wasn't the smartest decision. But think, it, it's think, happened plenty of times. Yeah, think about this. Think about where that counter came from. That counter came from from Darwin's feet, and it came from the right, or or actually mid right. So Darwin wasn't even on the left. Wasn't even covering the no, left. Darwin took off. Darwin took off. Good for <laughs> so I, I Again, just, but you. But what you're saying, you, you're you're I, giving I, I, me. He's not disciplined to play that role. It's a defensive. And you just the guy was all over the field again. So why ask him to do that role when you know yourself he's not disciplined to do it? I understand, but it's the, counterproductive. But the intent was to gamble. Okay. To see if you could win the game. All the meat on the barbecue. Watch it. And two by razón. No, I, I I completely understand what you're saying, but the intent was we want to win this game. We got to put some somebody with speed and also a guy well, that look, could probably maybe finish. And he, then he's riding Seferovic hot hand or hot foot from the minute, last weekend. The minute the god drop comes on the field, we know the opportunity, you know, the, 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 odds, the odds of winning this game just went up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Tarap, yo, that one, that one pass where Tarap cocked back. And he faked the shot and he passed. I think it was the Sferovic who then took a shot and got blocked. But when I seen a guy, I said that by Elwood. 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 But we're still waiting. We're still waiting. <laughs> yeah. You, I, I did see you cocked that. Even the pass wasn't all that great. What do you mean it wasn't all that great? It could have been better. You guys are so unfair to that dude, man. I it's think amazing. that could have uh, been better. Th- had all, his, all, all Sferovic had to do was stop, trap the ball, stop with his ref. Pass it to Darwin, who was coming behind him, making a run behind him, and all of a sudden it's a totally different play. So it's a bad pass because Sferovic once again made the wrong decision with the ball. No, I I think I just think that that cycle has has come to an end at uh, Benfica. Nobody's disputing that, but but in today's game, what did Tarap was bad today? Right, that's what you're gonna tell me. Um, I don't think he was bad, but I don't think he was exceptional either. I didn't say he was exceptional. I said I seen him cocking I just back he was and I got okay. excited. That's what I said. He man. always ends up uh, getting a yellow card for his uh his street sign arms. That's fine. That's fine. Um Dave, um stats on this game. Uh we forgot to mention with the uh, the Monku Master PT being subbed into this match, that was his 350th uh Benfica appearance. Uh, he's got 93 goals, 92 assists, and 10 titles won. So if you want to talk about uh, how we were talking about Seferovic in the uh, master class of uh, Benfica history, I guess we got to put the uh, Monku Master in the uh, the museum too uh, with his 350th uh, appearance there. Uh, Benfica will need to beat Dinamo Kiev in the next uh, match day and hope that Bar- uh, Barcelona do not uh, beat Bayern Munich to qualify for the knockout rounds, but we have some history on our side. The last time Benfica had five points through uh, match day five of the Champions League group stages in 2005, 2006, uh, they managed to qualify for the knockout rounds and made it all the way to the quarterfinals that year. Dave, piece of advice. (laughs) Go to your local sporting, sporting goods store. Trade in your Svetovic shirt for a PZ shirt. No, oh, man. can't do that. Don't do that. I'm telling you. Don't do that. He just stated all those uh, facts. 92 goals, 92 assists, 10, I don't 10 know, titles. 10 titles. That's what it was. 
It's phenomenal. There's not very many players in Bifika lore that, that that's that's done that. I'm telling you. Yeah. So look, you go say put some respect on PZ's name. Tell you, Dave, PZ don't miss that today. I think that uh, no, PZ wouldn't have missed. <laughs> he didn't PZ get that opportunity. Of, yeah, is one of our best finishers, if not the best finisher we have on uh, on the squad. Yeah, hence why PZ's we haven't good. won a title in two years. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, because he hasn't played. Over, I, look, overall, I thought it was a good game by Benfica. I thought that it, it, the game could have went both ways, but I think I accept uh, a tie because of what both teams did. Uh, Barcelona with more possession, obviously. Uh, with some some uh, good opportunities, but if you got their opportunities also, I wasn't happy with the game. You weren't happy? No, it's way too defensive. Way too. Now the game too was much, open at some much, point. Too much time chasing the ball. Wait, wait. The game was too defensive, but you didn't like when he brought in Seferovic. <laughs> different times in the game, but I think for most of the game, Benfica was chasing the ball. Dave, I'm not even forget about the substitutions. At the end of the day, substitutions still out all 11 men behind the ball, and you're still trying to counter. Didn't matter. It was just different options. Guys that had fresher legs. Guys that would try to spring. It, you know, it, it, it didn't change the game plan. We're going to defend. And I thought Benfica defended a lot. I thought there was a lot of times Benfica got the ball, and it was as if. And I've complained about this in the Barca, in the Byron game, and, I, and uh, yeah, Byron. And I've told you this both times. It seemed as if every time Benfica player got the ball, it's like a hot potato. Like, yo, we can again. Un, like for those of you, and I'm gonna use this term again, that are tennis uh, fans, you understand. You've heard about unforced errors. I think there's Benfica does or commits too many unforced errors with the ball. A lot of not even with pressure. It just seems like we give the ball up way too easily. I didn't like the way we play. Now, we're going to take the result, right? The 0-0 zero, zero at Comp New. Look, it's better than the loss at Comp New, right? I mean, look at our numbers historically. They're not all that great against the likes of Barcelona. So, look, it's still a positive result. Benfica's still alive. If, if Bayern does what they have to do, Benfica does what they have to do at home against Kiev. At the beginning of the Champions League, um, whatever knockout stage no no knockout uh, um, group stage if coming into prior to that game in august the very first champion august whatever the hell it was champions league game if i would have told you look benfica is going to go into the last match day with an opportunity to advance from the group barcelona has to go to Bayern. we have to be kiev would you sign up for it and you would so in those terms yeah. i'll take it but as far as the game itself Bro, this is still a far cry from the Benfica that I want to see on the field. I thought Benfica showed way too much respect. There wasn't enough. Again, it wasn't about Benfica never seemed like they were in that game. They had a couple of minutes where they touched the ball around, yada, yada. But when Barcelona put it on, Barcelona took the ball, the pressure. And it's like it gets me furious because at the end of the day, Benfica does have a bunch of international. We're not talking about some players that are – you know, struggling to play at this level. We're talking about guys that are playing for their own national teams, yeah. guys that are play, playing in high-pressure pack, you know, situations. And yet, look at the game. Too many freaking unforced errors, and it's just like, why? You keep the ball yourselves. Yeah. Now, Boris, uh, I uh, I don't necessarily agree with the players because, as Cristiano mentioned, I mean, you got Vertonghen, you got uh, Otamendi, you got a lot of players who played in an international state stage. I just think that the mentality is still something that's that's club driven um and we need somebody to inject that mentality somebody to inject that mystica somebody to remind the players that are there that benfica is one of the 
most well-known clubs in in the world in terms of football, uh, albeit not in recent times, but Benfica is an historical club. And I think that sometimes players lose sight of that. Um, I also think that a lot of the expectations or lack of expectations that as a fan base we have had have kind of driven down the level of of quality that Benfica has had over the years. So I think it, it, there's a lot to 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 obviously digest in what I just said, but I think it comes more at a club level than players. Because if you look at players, man, all players that have international experience, really, you got Everton who's played in a national team, uh, Vertonghen, uh, Otamendi, who played in a national team, Your Mario, boy Darwin's played in Vigo. Sferovic's played in World Cups and Euros. Yeah. So I mean, Easy Rafa, I don't think they, they lack ex- European experience or being at a at a at this. Andre Almeida's played on the national team. <laughs> yeah, I right. think the only guy today playing at Benfica that didn't have national team experience, talking about senior level, was Grimaldo. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's been capped. I don't think he's been capped by the main. And Gilberto Gilbert Carlos. Gilberto's got to have played for yeah, Brazil. Yeah, but that's come. That's that's on the way. Gilberto's Gilberto, Gilberto. played for Brazil. <laughs> nah, I love it. Nah, never. Dave, what else we got on this game uh, so we can move on? Uh, are you I, done? Don't, I don't have anything else, but I think we should uh, all raise my hand and uh, eat crow on Otamendi. I wasn't the uh, biggest fan of his signing, but man, was he a beast uh, today. I'll, uh, I'll eat crow on that one all day. Today? Just today, Dave? Just well, like today, I would like yeah. hands down. But since he's, since uh, the second half of last season, he's uh, he's really turned it on. But yeah, today I mean, was something special. If we had to do our, our end of season awards uh, right now, for me, uh, uh, Otamendi would be the MVP. And a lot of Benficistas don't they didn't want to sign him because he played with the well, blue team. You you remember what we said here? We we really I didn't, didn't care. care. I didn't care. We didn't care. I, I didn't care where he played as, as long, long as, as he's he comes a professional. In and defends my shirt. That's all that right. matters. Now, I, I know our friend Hugo's dying, dying, because he loves well, controversy. He likes to Hugo, talk about But Hugo wants crow. to talk about. No, he ate crow. No, he didn't. Because he was against Otamendi, no, 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 was he not? No, no he's no, saying no, he was pro Otamendi in the He's chat. always been pro Otamendi. He's okay. always been pro. Him and I, actually, we agreed on. Well, whatever. We don't agree on a lot, but that we did. But he wants to speak about the dubious call. On the goal, His- another Otamendi's phenomenal finish. If Sverovic maybe should take some finishing lessons from him, uh, he'll improve a lot. But I look, I, yeah, I don't, I, don't I, know, I can't man. go crazy. I haven't gone crazy for two reasons. One, I haven't seen a clear replay, replay yeah. where it showed me that the ball didn't go out, just like I didn't see one that showed me that the ball went out. I haven't seen it. So, look. It, it looked like it took a little bit. It was like a delayed reaction by the linesman to raise his flag. He could have raised it right away. You know, Benfica had the time to get a header on the ball. The man, he gets it, shoots it, and then the flag goes up. It looks dubious. It looks very questionable. We've known that Barcelona's got the moniker, the nickname, UFLona. UFLona. You know, Portuguese teams always tend to get the always tend to get the short end of the stick in in European competitions. But I'm not going to get into all that. Look, at the end of the day, with all that being said, and and whether Benfica got jobbed or not, the game was still in our own destiny. And call it what you want. Yeah. Fourteen had it in his foot. 
and we didn't capitalize I'm, on it. I'm, um, I'm just surprised that uh, there aren't angles that would show that. Usually, we'll get a goal line angle that's even with the end line, and we never saw that angle today. If that was Barcelona, <laughs> you'd have 50 you'd have, angles. You'd have, yeah, right. So we I, look. I don't know. We have to give the the linesman the benefit of the doubt because he's the guy that's closest to the line out of everyone. Uh, the referee has to go with his linesman because he's closest to to the line. Uh, so I don't know, but it kind of leaves you a little bit to uh, thinking, right? Because it wasn't called right away. It was only only after the ball went in that he raised his flag. So it leaves you uh, it leaves you thinking. But anyway, I thought it was a good result from Benfica. Uh, which I wish our our destiny was in our hands, but certainly if you beat Dinam Kiev, uh, there's a good chance that Barcelona uh, will not uh, beat Bayern. But we shall see because there's there's a lot of things going on with Bayern right now. Players not wanting to get vaccinated. Um, Germany locking down. There, there's a, this whole thing, and we still got a couple weeks until, uh, until uh, that fixture happens. So, we shall see, but we just need to do our job and, and hope that uh, the cards fall uh, we our do, way. But we should never strive to be better and do better. Again, if this we should was, never strive to be better and do better. We should no. I'm sorry. <laughs> see, Alfred, that's why you that's why you complete me. We should never stop striving to be better. No, I agree with you, and I can't for the life of me. I can't be content with today's performance. If this was at at whatever it's called, uh, Audi Arena over there in, in Bayern Munich, I, I'd i be content. With this weaker Barcelona, even though it's already got Xavi's fingerprints all over it, it's a much improved Barcelona compared to the one we played that started to lose a, a, a you know, month or two ago, whatever it was. Uh, all that being said, it's still not the most dominating Barcelona. I, I think to be content, to be here and praising Benfica's performance today, I think it shows where we've dropped. I think the fan base recently uh, has gotta, just started accepting very you got, little. You got to look at the. It's not look, Benfica. I don't think Benfica. You got to look at the overall quality of the game that Benfica played. Very well, or, very well organized. They weren't outplayed. Bro, the difference with today's Benfica organizing today and Benfica's and Benfica Bayern was that Bayern finished and Barcelona didn't. That's the difference. I get it. No, I, I think, the, I it, think it, Bayern if, was a lot more dominant. Nobody's saying that, but if Barcelona scores a couple of goals, all of a sudden one's talking about how, uh, how, how organized defensively we were. Again, well, then, I don't. That, that would show that you're not. I, look, they <laughs> hit the crossbar, but they had their chances. They hit the crossbar. They had a lot of a lot of BS on top of the box rather than taking opportunities on goal. They're all trying to look for one another and pass the ball. They, you know, old Barcelona, where they want to walk the ball into the net. And so that's something they got to work on. But that's that's their own problem. Worry about it. Let them worry. I don't care. But again, it just – I don't think it was a spectacular performance. I just don't for the life of me. I can't sit here and tell you it was a, a spectacular performance by, 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 by Benfica. Yeah. No, I didn't say it was a spectacular. I thought it was a respectable showing. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you know Graham Hunter. Graham Hunter is a pundit, and he has a very famous podcast. Um, Can't be that famous. He's, he never had us on. He's a he's a big uh, he's a big Barca fan, uh, and he did say that one of the things that impressed him the most was how well organized Benfica was. And you know, I I respect that. 
And this is by a guy that knows football and was at the stadium. Should I say I don't know football? But anyway, no, you you do. But uh, I'm just saying, there's different. <laughs> the people have different opinions, and your See, your opinion should be yeah, the, the end all, be all. No, absolutely. Everybody's got a different. But I'm um, open to it. But I'm just look again. If 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 that ball doesn't hit the crossbar and goes in, all of a sudden, the you know, oh my God, they're so well organized. You're not talking about any of that. Again, look, it's part of soccer. I get it, but I don't think Bifika defended any difference today than they did in, in previous games. Yeah. I just think that miss will go down in history as one of the the like the Brian Huiz miss. Yeah, that this be... is go down in history. But the difference yeah, but, but he's got an opportunity here to to you know to be given a lifeline. If Bifika beat Kiev, Bayern beat Barcelona, yeah. you'll forget about where where Ruiz lost the title on that. It's get totally it. different. In a title that they hadn't won in 17 years or 16 at the time, whatever it was. So Dave, next up, Bulnissad. What's Bulnissad been up to? Bisad not up to uh, that good uh, so far this season. 16th uh, position with eight points from one win, five draws, and five uh, losses. Uh, club fired Petit uh, earlier in uh, October, October 19th. Uh, and since then have uh, won twice, drawn once, and lost once under new manager uh, Philippe Candido. Uh, is that, uh, that's how you say it? Yep. And uh, historically, five wins, uh, one loss, uh, and one draw against uh, B-Sad. Right. Cristiano, um, here, here's a scenario, right? The scenario is this. Coming off a European game, playing against a team that's lower on the table, what's sporting on the horizon? It could be one of those get you moments, but I think they JJ can't treat it like a, a trap. Yeah, they, they can't obviously look, man. I, uh, I come on here for I don't know how many years now, Alfredo, and I say the same thing over and over. It doesn't matter who we play. I mean, we should always um, be ready to play these games. I think JJ should get this man ready. For, look, we worry about today. Well, we're about sporting tomorrow, but today the most important game at hand is the game that we play today. And I think if Benfica really has that championship quality in them and they want to get to where they, you know, to the top of the mound as the best team in Portugal at the end of the day, they have to win these games. Look, it's it's part of being a good team. You're going to play European games during the week. You're going to play domestic games during the weekend. And it's, that's what big boys do. It's big boy soccer. And so you've just had, you know, a lot of people are considering a very good performance at Comp New. There's no reason not to go ahead and beat the likes of Bisat. There is absolutely – if that happens, then J.J.'s got to find something else to do because that means he's not getting his team ready. Yeah, we can, Regardless of who gets on the field. Yeah, we cannot We cannot let up. We cannot have an, a let up against uh, Bisat, uh, especially with Sporting on the uh, on the horizon. And, I, look, you want to show progression during the week till uh, during the season until you reach the top. Uh, and we thought that Benfica had – some good performances early on. Uh, there was there was a dip, and now it looks like after the Braga game, we're we're looking like we're on an up and up. But we have to continue. We have to continue to put uh, together performances and and uh, beating teams. Yeah, I mean, look, your roster, or not your roster. I'm sorry, your schedule is filled with games like these in Portugal, yeah. with the exception of what Braga, Porto, Sporting, Sporting. and Guimarães, maybe. These are the games you're going to have to play, man. So you got to win these games. It's going to be difficult. These teams are going to – look, if I'm the opposition, I would just sit back and not give the ball to Benfica. Tell them, go ahead, Martins. 
Yeah, Benfica needs to find a way to break down those uh, those low block teams because uh, we well, struggle. We forever. struggle when we have space behind the defense. We could do it. So that's that's the biggest challenge right now. And a lot of teams will take a a page out of that playbook to play Benfica like that because you know that we'll we'll struggle. Uh, they know that we'll get frustrated. They know that we'll eventually open ourselves up to a counter by uh, by pushing men forward. So. It just it has to be up to JJ to prepare the team and uh, in the same manner that he prepared the team today, which I thought it was uh, it was good. So, what else we got before we go? I want I want to before we go, I want to send a big hug to uh, Denny Pinto. Yep. And if you guys know Denny Pinto, Denny Pinto runs the excellent Celeste Pod, uh, and uh, I'm sure the past couple of weeks have been very rough for him. I feel for him. Um, and I know that, uh, there's been some sleepless nights in the, the Pinto, uh, house. And, uh, if I was close to him, I would give him a hug, but I know what the, what the struggle is there with the national, with the, with this national team. And that's why I don't watch, uh, national team games. Well, you know why we lost? Cause we played at the Estadio de Luz. That's why. Uh, oh, that's what it was. That, oh, that, oh yeah. Pinto Corsa said that if they had played at the Dragão, we wouldn't have lost. He said that. There you go. Shannon, what do you got to say for yourself? No, I wanted to read Carlos Amaro's fun fact. What's Carlos Amaro's fun fact? We only, we all only have two, three minutes to live. But the clock resets every time we take a breath. Okay, that's a fun that's fact. That's a deep. That's a deep. I had a fun fact, too. I wanted to throw in myself before I read his fun fact, which was to, to piggyback on this Graham Hunter and, and, his, and his praise of Benfica. I still recall a few years ago, Pep Guardiola was impressed with uh, Rui Vitoria's Benfica <laughs> defensive team. So, hey, and I think he knows soccer as well, so take it for what it is. No, I, I'm actually um, – <laughs> I have the video here, and I, I mean, I could I could replay it for you guys to um, to 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 listen to. And actually, Steve Santos sent this to me. Stevie! Oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, if you're a Barca fan and nothing else, maybe a little bit frustrating. One of the things that might get lost, apart from Lisbon, in the fervor about how differently Barcelona played, the fact that Xavi's now back and coached his first Champions League game, one of the things that might get lost is that Benfica are superbly organized. Whether you particularly like Jorge Jesus, who is a match of entertainment on his own on the touchline, we knew this, but... Boy, he's explosive. It was raining biblically here. I mean, so wet that down at the end of the tunnel where the pitch starts, there was a swimming pool. It went up to my shins. But George Jesus was yelling so angrily with such heated words that I swear to you, in the middle of the deluge, he dried his, his player shirts. That's how ferocious that man is. Chavi, largely expressionless and calm. Even when Memphis Depay was missing chances, when the Arojo goal went in, it was ruled out. The explosion of noise for forty nine thousand people. I'm for my eardrums. Well, you you get the you get the gist, right? So that was uh, Graham Hunter on uh, Twitter. Um, at bumper Graham it was is intense, if you, you want to if you want to check. But Dave, it was intense, right? It was it was expected. JJ drowned. It was a flood. <laughs> JJ was soaking wet. I mean, that dude made it. It's like a movie, a, a drama. I didn't know if we were playing in the uh, the Santa yeah. Clara by that uh, description. With that British, British accent, they always make everything sound a lot more interesting. Like, yo, I'm, 
it was i want to i want to hear the rest i'm gonna go upstairs and then check out the rest of the inter- of the yep. his interview or whatever it was anyway um that's all we got for you this week next week we will um look back at the uh, b-side game we'll look ahead to uh sporting big 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 game for sporting for those of you in the u.s happy thanksgiving uh, obviously, Thanksgiving is uh, a day in which you spend giving thanks. <laughs> if you didn't know, <laughs> or, or eating turkey and watching or, football, right? And sure. uh, I wanted to thank all of you uh, fans that take the time to uh, listen to our podcast every week. Certainly appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much, Cristiano. Don't forget to check out bifigenpenet.com for all the great content. And uh, everybody else, have a happy gobble gobble day. Don't eat too much. And I look forward to chatting with you, Freddy's, again next week here on Bifiga Podcast. Dave? Yep, I'll, uh, I'm off. Uh, I, I like to uh, celebrate that uh, American uh, Thanksgiving and uh, watch football and drink and uh, eat good food up here, too. So I'm all for those uh, those holidays. Good deal. Take care, everyone. Have a good week. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Later.